podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Villa View. And once again, as always, do not adjust your TV sets. Uh, this is this is a takeover. Dan Bardell is on assignment. We're going to call it today, and he has asked um, he has asked that maybe somebody fill in for him. And I don't know what came over him last night. He had some sort of a weakness, and uh, and he asked me to fill in for him. But um, I'm delighted to help out here on the Villa View. And you will be delighted to know I'm not here on my own. The wonderful Omar is 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 here also, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, Omar. Even like breaking news just before we go on and everything has happened but before uh-huh. we get into that omar how are you doing and how's your uh how's your friday treating you good mate yeah not too bad thank you yeah it's been a busy one with work but uh managed to uh, spare some time for this as always you know exactly big match big match tomorrow and uh had to, we had to step in you know we had to uh <laughs> pick up pick up the pieces from dan bardell's uh uh absence so uh i'm, I'm looking forward to it mate yeah and and look i suppose Let's get straight into it because there's been a bit of news over the last 24 hours. There's been contract signings, there's been loans out, there's been, you know, you name it. So just before we get into the Everton piece and discuss on Everton, I think it would be remiss of us not to discuss the two contracts that have been signed in the last 24 hours. Firstly, Courtney House signing yesterday um, for next year, I think it was three and a half years. And then, of course, the big news today that only 18 months after joining the club, Emmy Martinez has signed a five and a half year deal, um, which is a real... I suppose, statement effect, I think, for Aston Villa Football Club, considering the amount of eyes that he's had on him since he's moved to Villa Park. Well, talk to us about that. I, like, I didn't expect Emmy to have a new deal this, this soon. No. I thought it might be a summer piece, no. but man, I was delighted to see him holding that shirt with 2027 on it. Yeah, I think the tag read a surprise, isn't it, from Villa when they announced it. So it was definitely something that uh, they wanted to make a big thing out of. But I think it's a huge statement of intent obviously following the Luca Dean and Coutinho signings this is massive for us you know he's our probably our best player or one of our best players definitely uh highly rated one of the best keepers in the world um been a revelation for us since his sign for it to, to tie up for that long I think shows that he's a committed guy as well I think you know when we joined he he, he talked about how he didn't see Villa as a step down from Arsenal how important this move was for him and the fact that he's been able to play week in week out get into the Argentinian team, win the Copa America, all those good things. I think, you know, I sense, I get a sense he's a real family man. He's quite settled in Birmingham. Uh, and I think this is, you know, him actually committing to his his future at Villa, uh, not like uh, other people who have signed new contracts and and then and then gone uh, <laughs> maybe a season after. But I, and I get the feeling that, you know, he means this. And it's, it's a bit, like I say, a big statement of intent that, you know, we're trying to keep our best players. And, and even if, you know, someone does come in for him, um, then they're going to have to pay big money to take him away. Absolutely. And and, and look, it's future-proofing, if nothing else. I, sometimes I get slagged for using that word because I use it in, an awful, in a lot of contexts with regards to the new vision of Aston Villa, talking about the darker times of when we had uh, yeah. certain... Um, owners that owned us or that maybe didn't have the cash flow or were living day by day you know this this ownership group are really future proofing the club they're they're knowledgeable about contracts they're knowledgeable about financial and you're probably the better person to to discuss about this but the amortization and stuff like that of contracts and of um you know how this works with financial reporting into the future with regards to financial fair play and stuff and you know having your best players sign contracts every 18 months or two years is uh, it's really good 
from a financial point of view. Not only does it keep them happy financially, but also it's good when you're trying to balance the books going forward. If that player was to leave with regards to minimum release clauses, if I'm not saying there's anything in there with this, but also, you know, the, the, the discussion of, um, of uh, the forecasting of finances into the future, the, the, the kind of the wizardry that can be done with those kind of financial pieces. So brilliant to see Emmy Martinez uh, signed for another five and a half years. It's a position that every club needs stability. In. And when you've got a good one, you just don't lose your good goalkeeper. So absolutely yeah. thrilled with that. And, and Courtney House, you know, unheralded uh, player has his good times has his bad times I still like to think of myself as the conductor of the Courtney House bandwagon um but he is very much a needed player at Aston Villa at the moment being our only fit bench um defender at the moment or center half at the moment it was nice to see him sign it was nice to see him speak speak highly of the club because he's somebody who hasn't really got a look in but we've been able to keep him happy yeah definitely I think um you know, obviously his contract was, I think, was he 18 months left or 12 months left? I can't remember what he had left before he signed a new contract. But um, there were sort of discussions on social media, etc. that, you know, will he stay? Will he go? Will he look for first team football? Obviously, his opportunity has been limited with with Mings being our captain and uh, main man. Um, but I think the fact that he, he mentioned again that he settled with the club, uh, and, and I think the club showed a lot of love for him. You know, he was not really getting into the Wolves team. Uh, was on the fringes, going out on loan, etc. Uh, and he's come here, and he's not maybe not played as many games as he's hoped, but he has played important games, and he's played an important part in many games. Uh, and he's an important member of our squad as well. And we saw with him coming on against Man United as well. You know, he's done that so many. How many times has he done that? And I know you're 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 the leader of the Courtney House fan club, and uh, you've always raved about him. And I, I, I'm with you as well in terms of his ability. And you know, every time he he comes in, pretty much he does a job. He's you can be relied on and that's the kind of play you want and it's going to be difficult for us now moving forward you know we're going to have a lot of players we want to have uh, strength in depth we want to have quality across the board trying to keep players happy you know historically as Villa fans we've not been used to big squads really even under Martin O'Neill you know we had maybe 13 14 players that we relied on week in week out um, and then you know under Gregory Ron Atkinson Little etc mm-hmm. you know this was just wasn't the time of big squads so this is going to be a new thing for us where if we are going to have, you know, target in D, look at D now, two left, quality left backs and uh, Ings and Watkins. Obviously, we've seen the issues with that this season as well. So we're going to try and keep these players happy. But the best way to do that is try and win more matches um, and, and get into more competitions and you know, get further in the Cups, try and get into Europe. And then you have plenty of games then uh, and plenty of opportunities for players to play. And, that, and that's the... That's what I think Courtney House and Martinez are signing up for. You know, they're trying to sign up for us to then push on and get into those top eight, top six places and get more game time, get a higher profile, try and win things. Um, and that's that's just the way we're going to do it. Uh, but I'll be interested to see what happens in the summer because obviously we're quite still quite short in the centre-back area. I don't know what you think, but, you know, we do need now two Enzobi's gone. Mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of profile of player we're going to go for. Uh, at a centre back, whether we go for someone who can, you know, who's a bit younger than Konza and can push him, or whether we go for someone more experienced like Tarkovsky. I don't know. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know really with regards to that because, um, once again, we've kind of we. There's no doubt about it. We've been blindsided by Tuan Zevi uh, deciding to go to Napoli, and the club haven't hadn't planned for that. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that the club turns around and says, let's, you know, have our hands turned with regards to maybe going and spending 20, 30, 40 million on a, 
on a, a, a centre half, 40 million would be, I think, out, out of this world. I don't think we would do that considering it would be uh, higher than any transfer fee we've ever spent. And, you know, if we bring in a 40 million pound player, they're going to want to start straight away. So where I come down on this is kind of like where I come down on the central defensive midfielder position just for this moment in time. And I think that maybe Rangers might be bracing themselves for a bid for Connor Goldston. They seem to want to get John Suter over the line very, very quickly um, from, I think it's from Hearts. And uh, I would imagine that if John Suter signs, I think that Steve Gerrard could give a call to his to his old mate above in Rangers. Now, is that going to be the sexiest signing that Aston Villa could make? It, it isn't. But I think what it does is it still leaves the door open for Aston Villa in the summer to to buy and to, um, you know, to really, really kind of, once again, future-proof that position again at the centre-half position because Kanza is very young. Mings is coming into his 29th year. Uh, how CS he is there, I think he's about 27. Uh, Goldston is up around the 20, is 29, I think, from, from memory. So they're going to want to bring in another younger uh, centre-half there. But I don't think the outlay will be big on a centre-half in, in, in January. Um, I think we'll get functional players in there, just like I think we might get a functional player into the central defensive midfield position and um, I want good players I'm just preparing myself for the ignominy of of having to climb down off my perch if we don't sign 40 million pound players in those two positions but I think the pragmatism will, will outweigh and, and the fit to the system and the pragmatism might outweigh the um I suppose the flashiness of the signings here and and I think I don't know where I come down on it, but I think that needs must specifically with the centre half position because we were blindsided with two and Zabi. So unless the dream player becomes available, I think we might have a stopgap in that position. Yeah, obviously we signed K. Smith as well, yes. but I don't think he's. He, I think he's uh, signed with an eye for the future. Obviously, seventeen years old, highly highly rated, but probably going to play for the under twenty threes, isn't he? But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see, and I guess we'll see this weekend as well because Cons was potentially. Uh, Injured, isn't he? Yeah. So I imagine House will start. Yeah. And that's a good segue, actually. Before we go through that, just to remind everybody that uh, Boohoo Man and the Villa View have a partnership. And uh, if you fancy going on Boohoo Man website and making yourself a purchase or an order, you'll get an extra 10% off, even on top of any of the prices that they have there. All you need to use is the code Villa View. That's an extra 10% off on Boohoo Man. And the code is Villa View. Why not use it now? It's the weekend. You get them sometime next week. You'll have them for a weekend after. And with restrictions and stuff like that all coming to an end, everybody's going to want to look fresh and fly before they go out. I don't <laughs> know yourself. why I just used the word fly. <laughs> Where did that come from? I must have transported myself we back, back, back in the, the 80s. 80s. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why. Superfly. <laughs> I, think, I think you're bringing it back, mate. This yeah. is the start of it. I think you're bringing it back. Bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, fast, forward, fast forward a month and everyone will be saying it, mate. Honestly. Yeah. Hashtag influencer. Um, but anyway, getting towards Everton. Uh, obviously, we've got the early game against Everton, the, the midday kickoff. And um, I'll be honest with you. I tried to write notes about Everton last night and I got three. I got four words in and it went, they've got big dunk. And that was it, because <laughs> I think after that, everything else is an unknown. Uh, they've obviously yeah. gotten rid of Rafa Benitez and they've moved towards, they've, they've got the interim and Big Dunk in there, but the squad of players that they have is quite good and somebody should be able to get a tune out of them. I just hope it's not at this weekend. And really, what's your views on that? You know, are they going to be the 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 kind of the wounded animal uh, who has a fan favourite over them now? And, sh- you know, should Villa be really on their toes for this game at the weekend? 
Yeah, I think it's probably bad timing for us to play them. We probably could have done with Rafa still being there. But we had, um, it's quite interesting. We spoke to an Everton fan yesterday, doing a, a spaces yesterday. Mm. Um, and an Everton fan came on and he was saying about, he thinks Big Dunk will get something out of the team straight away, uh, given his character. And he'll probably go for like a 4-3-3 formation, which he, yeah. he tends to play. Um, so I, I think, you know, with bad timing, one with Rafa going, Big Dunk coming in, he obviously has a massive... Uh, influence on on that club um, and he's highly thought of and he, and he I think as a short term measure I think he, he'll probably do a decent job uh, plus they've got Calvert-Lewin back Richarlison back uh, Yeremina back you know all these players are, are now back as well so it's probably bad timing that front but regardless I think their problems are a bit more deep rooted than that um, there's a lot of issues going on with that club generally so uh, I think it's one of those games where if we manage to either keep it tight for the first half of the first 25 minutes or try and nick a goal early on, then the crowd will get on their back, given what's happened um, over the last few weeks. Um, and, and I think we can make, take advantage of that. But it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. We don't know because it's, it's going to be a different manager, a different way of playing. Benitez is preparing their counter-attacking style um, throughout the season. And I think we'll probably see a slightly different Everton team. Um, but you know, I'm I'm fairly confident either way. I don't know how you feel. Uh, I still think, although it is probably bad timing, I still think we should have enough to beat them. And, and really, we do really need to beat them because you know we haven't won in a while now. So uh, it would be good to get a win on the board. I agree. I agree that we should beat them. I agree that we have nothing to fear going to Goodison Park. Um, but like a lot of people say, you should fear the unknown, and it really is an unknown. But I don't think we should even fear that because ideally when you're looking at this Everton team there are there are some deficiencies but they do have a lot of international players you look at their back their back four all international players their goalkeeper an international player at uh, any time they trot out their midfield as long as you know Anthony Gordon isn't in the midfield or Tom Davies who's out injured you know they're going to have a core of international players up there and then they're going to have you know two strikers who started the season red hot in, in Richarlison and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, up there as well. So there's there's obviously things to be wary of. Um, the club, just because you get rid of one man doesn't mean that the toxicity doesn't just ebb away overnight, I don't think, you know. Um, we obviously have profited from the toxicity that came from, or that was rumoured to be going on in that club at the time. Um, and I think some of it, some of it stems from the top down, but... Uh, Lucas Dina is going to be lining out in our colours as opposed to Everton colours. That's a good, that's a good, that's a doubly good news story for us because he, the way he performed against Manchester United was really, really good. And obviously that weakens them. Now they have gone away and bought Mikalenko as well, who's a fantastic left back himself. But what I'm trying to get at here is that, you know, the stability for Aston Villa should be worth, you know, it should be worth the three points on its own. Um, yes, you get the new manager bounce and the interim manager bounce specifically when they're a fan favourite, but I just don't know, can the players get that much more out of themselves with the six-day turnaround or a five-day turnaround or whatever it is since since Rafa Benitez has been sacked. I, I'm just sceptical as to whether it would happen that quickly. And uh, also there is like, you know, they have to be wondering and looking over their shoulders and saying, listen, look, you know, we don't know who's going to come in here. Uh, obviously talks of Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard, Cannavaro was even mentioned yesterday. Now there's a left field appointment, but uh, obviously all big names in their own right for what they've done on the field. But the managerial mm-hmm. position is going to be really important for them. They didn't get on with the last guy. They're going to be wondering who's going to come in 
but can Big Dunk just tie them all together for one game? It's going to be really interesting. But as you said, the key to this is put you know pin them down early and keep the pressure on them early. An early goal wins this game, I think. Um, but uh, that's something that Aston Villa really need to kind of capitalize on because we're very much a Jekyll and Hyde team. Good one half, bad the other half. A 90-minute performance, I think, the weekend would, would sap the confidence out of Everton. And, and if we are going to push on up the table, I think we're only four points ahead of Everton at the moment, given all the woes that they've gone through. You know, we need to be putting daylight between ourselves and, and some of those teams in the 14, 15 position brackets because uh, if we do have, do have opportunities to move up the league and one of them being against Everton at the, at the weekend, it's going to be really important for us to take it. And, and, and Omar, I, I suppose really... We mentioned uh, there's actually a good good comment there from Gig Sharma that uh, can Anwar play against us? He he can't because it's a loan, is my understanding. Is it, technically yes. it is a loan, yeah. so he we won't yeah. be able to see him uh, at the weekend. But um, we mentioned you mentioned Kanza um, earlier on, and you know it doesn't look good for him. Um, it doesn't look good. And to be honest with you, the challenge looked so innocuous. Yeah, it was a clumsy, poor challenge, but it looked so innocuous. And uh, I just hope he can he can he can get over it, but. Do you see Aston Villa springing their man from the bench, i.e. Coutinho, or do you see them starting Coutinho at the weekend? I'm 50-50 on which, which I actually... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a difficult one. I, I, you know, Gerard talks in a press conference about uh, you know, Coutinho look good in training, uh, etc., and, and looks hungry, but I still match, match fitness, as we know, is so important. Um, and he only had, what, sort of 16 touches or something like mm-hmm. that when he came on. So, you know, he didn't have a lot of the ball, but he, what he did do, obviously, was important. Um, but I still think he's probably going to be a, a little bit off the pace. So I'd be pretty surprised if he does start. Uh, at the same time, we, we know Ings, Watkins and Buendia is a three probably isn't working for us at this present time in terms of creativity and and them gelling and playing together and linking up. So I, I really don't know. I mean, if I, in an ideal world, we'll obviously start with Coutinho, Buendia and Watkins probably is the front three, I, I, I say. But I, I think realistically, we're probably going to have to get him off the bench and, and start again as we did with Man United, uh, with, with the same front three and see how things go. You know, they're all quality players. Yes, it's not working out at, the pre- at this present time, but it's not to say that they, they can't create something. You know, there's, there's goals in that front three, there's assists in that front three still. Uh, regardless of that. Um, so I imagine you'll probably go for the same side and probably House will come in for Konza. Um, I, I think uh, that's what that's what I reckon. Uh, I, I was thinking that, but I just don't normally start with that three with McGinn to come back into midfield. Because uh, I think... Oh, played, sorry, of course, yeah. I, I yeah, think McGinn he plays McGinn. Sanson, yeah. I wonder, yeah, does he do, push yeah. Jacob yeah. Ramsey a bit further forward and maybe Ali Watkins... Sits this one out, or maybe Danny Ing sits this one out and comes on as an ink packs up. Because could you imagine the fear it would strike in teams teams hearts if you were to bring on a Danny Ing slash Coutinho double at sixty minutes, and you know we're maybe only one nil up, but like that means that you push them back further for the last half hour, and it doesn't allow them to get ahead of steam while they're chasing a goal. I just don't know. I don't know. Is that something that he look at? Go for functionality to start, try and nick an early goal. And then bring on the big guns then to try and kill it off. Like we did in Goodison when we when Leon Bailey came off the bench and and had that yeah. fantastic cameo that we've barely seen him seen him since. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think it's a that's a good point. I think um it's, it's up in the air. I, yeah, I can I can definitely see that as an option. Um I don't think Ramsey's that effective uh, as part of the front three, playing from the left normally. Um, but at the same time, like you talk about function there. You know, we talked uh, a minute ago about keeping it tight and, and frustrating them early on. Um, and I think that's probably one way you could do it. 
is, is have have Sanson McGinn, Louise, and Ramsey all in the team, um, and then see where it goes. I think I think if you go for that uh, that personnel, then I think you have to play Watkins mm. for his running um, uh, and his pressing, um, because I think I think Ings. If we play Ings, then in that in that kind of formation or with those, with those players, then. You know, we, we know what Ings' strengths are, and I don't think him running the lines or pressing the centre backs, pressing the goalkeeper, etc., is going to be the best use of his his talent. So I, I'd prefer probably play to Watkins if we if we do go down that route. But yeah, I could see either either way. Um, um, but I guess I guess we'll see tomorrow, and I'll see you. Uh, you can do your, your team sheet tantrum tomorrow as well. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy I enjoy tuning in for that on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, so they've been pretty they've been pretty milk tossed recently, you know, there hasn't been anything yeah. really to give out about. So uh, we I mean, we started it called a team sheet tantrum because of the fact that we thought we'd be getting mad at most of the most of the team sheets, but they've pretty much gone our way every time since. So I don't know <laughs> what the story is. But yeah. I, yeah. I I also think that one of the one of the really interesting things for me tomorrow is going to be what make up the bench is going to have you know Kanza doesn't make it we're going to have a young kid on uh, in there as a center half I would imagine maybe Feeney, Lamar Bogard, Swinkles and somebody of that ilk Um, we now don't won't have Archer he's gone out and loan to Preston North End that's somebody I meant to talk about earlier on as well great loan move for him and we most likely won't have Jaden Philogene Bidace either so we don't have Philogene Bidace we don't have Trezeguet we don't have Bertrand Troy we don't have Anwar Al-Ghazi so where are our attacking options outside of Coutinho and our Ings slash Watkins if they don't start tomorrow where are they going to come from and I think that bench those bench options are going to be really important for Villa tomorrow because uh you know, it'd be interesting to see what what kids, if if they do need to get caught up, kids, what kids do they call up as well? And I find that always exciting uh, when we come to games like this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good for good for the youngsters to to go out and learn. I think you know, you're right, Archer and Fiji Bades, they need that game time now. They're at that stage of their development where they need to be playing. And Archer's been banging in the goals and hasn't really had a look in, in the first team. So yeah, playing, I think, at a good level as well. They're both going to go, I think, as well. You know that's the kind of level they need to be playing at to try and develop better than going to a League One club, I think. Uh, but you know, it does you know right? It does leave us short. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, I do wonder what our bench will look like. And maybe, maybe you know, Gerard talks about things bubbling away in the background. Not that we're going to sign anyone before this weekend, um, but maybe we will still. Maybe we're still looking at uh, attacking options. That's maybe why we were linked with Suarez. Uh, um, so I guess I guess we'll see. Maybe we see a Brad Young or a Louis Barry, and that's that's who I was kind of alluding to because the fans would absolutely. Of course, yeah, I forgot. Oh, forgot Louis Barry, oh. Brad Young back, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for that. And uh, as Richard mentions, below Chuck Moeka, I think uh, like that for me was his best and most complete performance. I think he only got what sixteen minutes or something like that, barely maybe twenty minutes. But for me, he actually looked like a Premier League midfielder for the first yeah, time. Hundred um, percent, because he was guts and glory in some of the tackles. He was carrying the ball forward. He was cute in around the in around the box and how he played one twos and was able to get in around there. So he, for the first time I've seen him play in senior football, didn't really shy away from it. And that was a really great source because. We all talk about Philip Coutinho turning the game on his head. Chuck Mwicka gave us a real solid platform to build from there as a, as as an eight in midfield. And uh, that can only be good because if that tug of war with his contract is still there, who knows, we might even see him start tomorrow against Everton. And maybe somebody like Sanson take a, take, take a back seat after. Although I don't think so. I think they'll play Sanson. But it's look, it's an option. And it's an option that's becoming more and more prevalent over the course as the year goes on. That Jared is going to trust him. And Jacob Ramsey in the team, whereas twelve months ago you couldn't 
very rarely say that that was an actual real option that hand and heart you could say might happen so really good for for chuck mueck and and the likes of um like I, i'm going to call him tim, young tim because i really can't pronounce his surname um eric I, I don't know i'm, I'm no idea i'm probably butchered that but he, i mean he's, he's look he's look, he looks like the he's got all the attributes of a defensive midfielder that we need yes. obviously he hasn't played played at the level that we need him to but for the future i think he's going to be he could be a really important player for us, and if he develops in the right way. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're completely right. I think I think Chuck, we haven't talked about it, Chuck will make it until now, but I think that was, I think he needed that performance um, because I think when he's played this season, he's had opportunities. He's he's shown flashes, but I don't think he's been at his best, um, and maybe a little bit of doubt creeping in whether he was at the right level to start week in week out or make a significant impact. At the Premier League level, but I think that game, him coming on, he was strong, he was assertive, uh, he was calm on the ball, didn't lose it, got in good positions. Um, I think that was a really eye-opening performance for me personally, um, and, and and for Gerald as well. I think you know he he mentioned him in his post-match conference as well. Mm. So you're right, yeah, maybe he could start, maybe he could play, but you know you've got. So I mean, looking at the bench, obviously our bench will be weakened because a few players going out on loan and in Afcon. But you've got Chuck Wilmaker, you've got Young, potentially Coutinho, maybe one of Ings, uh, Watkins there on the bench. Um, it's not a terrible list of four or five players there to to pick from if if it came to having to change things. I suppose the defense is, as we say, is probably where we're at the weakest. But then you've got Target there on the bench who could who could play centre back, who could play who could play centre back if need be. Um, although you probably wouldn't want him to, but I guess that's where Josh Feeney's there for. Yeah. And Ken, yeah. Ken, Ken Hessler actually is another exciting prospect. Of course, yeah. yeah. Too. It doesn't yeah, look like he's going to go out, uh, yeah. over the course of January. I think they like what they see from him and want him to come in there with the, you know, to, to solidify it. Because one of my biggest things was if we were going to rely on, on Ashley Young to be our cover for fullbacks, we were, it was a, I, I never fully bought into that from the fact that. Yes, he could probably do a job at left back, but I would have been terrified to put him at right back. Now I think we're seeing him as a ten behind the striker position type player, or maybe even bring him on in midfield for a small a bit of of control in games that we maybe need to, need to control with the last 10, 15, t- uh, 15, 20 minutes, should I say? So he's once again another good bench player to have uh, with his versatility. You know, uh, another good yeah. bench player to have too. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting, interesting combinations I think that we can look forward to tomorrow uh, whether it be from yeah. the bench or whether it, uh, it, it be to start um, can, I give you a predi- can I give you a prediction? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Villa don't know why no justification for it just because I think I've no justification for it just because I'm, I'm living on cloud nine after the comeback last week and yeah. uh, and I think that you know the the it was a big positive uh, positive from a mentality point of view the fact that you can come back against a team like Manchester United who have been for far 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 too long our bogey team as a club mm. and uh, I think the players showed uh, some mental fortitude there and also what I think the the management showed some mental fortitude because they made a change at halftime that really worked. And that's something I've liked from Steven Gerrard's team since we've been here. He's not afraid to make adjustments based on previous performances or performances he's seen in the first half. And we've often seen that, that the team that our teams have either come out in the second half and played completely different style than they did in the first half, or they've started a game and then maybe they've made an adjustment and sometimes it doesn't work. So I'm okay with him making those adjustments. And, and I think that just based on, on that, we're beginning to see maybe a small a bit of a click 
and uh, I'm going to go 2 0. 2 0, yeah. I think I'm going to go for 1 0. Um, I think we'll. I think we'll we'll get a goal early and uh, keep a clean sheet, which will be nice after Martinez has signed a new deal. That's what I reckon. Yeah, yeah. like but like I said, it'd be good to get a full sort of ninety minutes of uh, like a ninety minute performance rather than just one half. That'd be nice to see. We haven't had that yet. I think that's going to be the real win. Is the performance yeah. the performance as a whole will be the the real win after after what we put together um, last weekend. I think that's going to do it for us, Omar. Just before we finish up again, just to give you a reminder, Boohoo Man and Villa View are in partnership. Um, if you want to buy any of their fantastic clothes, go on Boohoo Man, use the code Villa View. You'll get an extra 10% off, even on top of any offers that they have going at the moment. So it's an additional 10%. All you need to do is use the code Villa View. If you can't spell that, come back and look at the podcast. You'll be able to see it down there in the right-hand corner, down there somewhere down there somewhere you'll be able to find it there and you'll be able to pop it in um for extra cash monies back in your back pocket because that's where they deserve to be so um i think that's going to do it omar thanks a million everybody for for watching for listening if you're listening to this back thanks a million to dan for the opportunity to pop on here and to, to talk to you all um i'm sure the guys are going to be back again with a review show uh for the podcast after the everything game and hopefully they're talking about a win and i think all that's really left to say is up the villa the villa Podcast Network.